Welcome to Cat's Tea and Witchcraft. My name is Fauna and I am your host. This is a witchy podcast for those who are Wiccan, witches, and everything in between. Don't forget to follow the social media pages for the podcast at Cat's Tea and Witchcraft on Instagram, Cat's Tea and Witch on Twitter, and Cat's Tea and Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 60, and today's episode goes over a little bit more on the topic of Reiki. I have already made an episode in season one on the basics of Reiki, but since I feel like I have learned so much in the past year and a half of the podcast, and I have also been accessing and using different sources than I had before, I have also discovered some new information on the topic that either I had been previously looking for and hadn't found yet, or new concepts and information that I didn't know about. And some of this information I feel that I have learned are key bits of information that might actually help people who are also interested in Reiki. What sparked this idea to keep looking into the topic more was a podcast I listened to about a year ago of the podcast. I think the name is Inciting a Riot. And the episode was episode 153 and it's called Inciting a Decolonization Reiki Riot. So that's a podcast episode I listened to that inspired me to look more into this topic and to really think a little bit more about what I think about Reiki and maybe some questions I had and I really didn't have the answers for or didn't have any leads to help me find those answers or possible answers. So before I get too in detail on this Reiki episode, I'm going to go over today's rune. Today's rune is Wonjo and it means joy. In the book, Taking Up the Runes, starting on page 88, it says the meaning of the Gothic wonjo is joy or bliss. In Old English, the meaning of win is the same. More recent interpretations of wonjo seem to be harpened by the runes' very straightforwardness and simplicity. Joy, happiness, and bliss are desired by all, yet by their nature, they are almost impossible to define also interprets the rune as representing a harmonization of diverse elements, joining, blending, binding, fellowship and union within the clan for the common good. In a reading, Wonjo suggests a positive interpretation of the surrounding runes. It may refer to success in love relationships or happiness in any kind of shared activity, especially work. Spirituality, it indicates integration of personality or forces. More generally, it indicates joy and happiness, good news, a good outcome, joy in the work of one's hands, craftwork or emotional ties or affection. In the book A Little Bit of Runes, it says the upright meanings of Wenjo is personal happiness, joy, developing personal interest, seeking recognition of your worth by others, drawing boundaries around yourself if others seek to take over your life, independence, happy solo vacations. And the upside down or blank side, if it's flipped the other way, it says trying to please everyone, letting others put you down, and selfishness. So now on to today's topic of Reiki. So I'm going to go over a little recap on what Reiki is. If you have not already listened to the previous episode, I would suggest... If you are new to the podcast and you haven't listened to some of the older episodes, I would suggest probably from now on, if you are skimming, also 
start from the beginning because if you start from the newest episode to the oldest episodes, if I have new information or opinion changes, there might be some confusion. And I have personally felt like I have outlined the podcast and done episodes in a way that I feel like certain topics starting from the first season to now are progressing in an order that I personally feel would be a good way to guide someone who is new to witchcraft. So if you are new and this is one of the first few episodes you have listened to or is the first episode you're listening to, I would suggest also listening to older episodes just in case my opinions have changed or I have updated information because I am very open about how if I get new information or if I misspeak on something I will update myself or redo something or whatever the situation is if I really misspoke I'll try to go back and edit something out but I haven't had that situation yet so like I said if you are new to the podcast Maybe start from the first few episodes and then skim from there based on the topics that you do like. So, okay, Reiki recap. Reiki is an energetic healing and spiritual technique that is used by using the human body of those who are attuned to transmit universal life force or energy into those they are performing Reiki on. It is used by the practitioner by placing their hands on the patient's or the receiver's body, and in more modern times, some people like to hover their hands, but it also can depend on what the patient or the receiver is comfortable with. Through this interaction, universal life force or energy flows through the practitioner into the patient. It is said that Reiki may help with energetic blocks, imbalances, and even possibly help reduce stress and possibly influence the body to relieve pain or help promote healing. I personally go back and forth whether I believe Reiki actually heals by itself or not, or if it is the relaxation process of Reiki that helps reduce stress and anxiety, which then allows the body to naturally heal and reduce pain itself. Another term you might hear is Isui Reiki, because Master Isui was the establisher of this tradition. But Isui Reiki is not the only form of energetic healing that is used around the world, but it is specifically one that was established and taught by Master Isui in the early 20th century in Japan. If you would like to hear a little bit more about the history and details, I provide that in the first episode I made on Reiki in Season 1. Just a little extra reminder because I have been talking about this recently and this also applies to this situation that Reiki is not witchcraft and not the only form of healing or energetic healing. And not all forms of spiritualism or healing techniques are witchcraft. Witchcraft is more of a European term or form of magic and can't be lumped in with every type of spiritualism or healing that is found across the world because they are many cultures and many forms of practices that are found throughout those cultures and they are not all the same so giving them all the same term and lumping them all together unnecessarily doesn't do any good. So now a recap on my journey with Reiki. So my journey with Reiki started back in 2011-2012. I first learned about it through a mother of some old students of mine when I was practicing martial arts. Uh, That mother in particular did come from a Japanese family, so her exposure to Reiki in Japanese culture is what exposed me to the concept of Reiki. She would use Reiki on herself and her children. In 2013, I met a Reiki master through a friend's family. 
And in the summer of 2013, I received my first attunement. And in the summer of 2015, I received my second attunement. I am currently moving into the idea that I might look into completing my third attunement and possibly master for Reiki. This is a decision I have changed my mind on within the past year. And if I'm not mistaken, I said in the last Reiki episode in season one that I didn't think I was even going to consider doing that anytime soon or at all. I have currently found some different opportunities around me that would possibly eliminate the high price tag of a third degree or Reiki master's attunement. Originally, I didn't feel those high prices were attainable or right for me because I do not plan on making Reiki or witchcraft a business for myself. So I didn't think it was really necessary. But now that the option might be open, even if I don't turn it into a business, I might now consider taking that opportunity to take the third attunement and or master attunement. Some practitioners have those courses separate and some of them lump them together. So one of the main things I want to talk about today on the topic of Reiki is details that have been lost from traditional Reiki that was from Japan and created or combined together from old techniques that was turned into or given the name of Reiki that have previously been used by people probably for hundreds or thousands of years prior to this established system of Reiki becoming a thing by Master Asui. So like a game of telephone, when Reiki was mostly done by word of mouth, a little bit of its roots and original concepts got lost as it moved across the world. The culture in Japan versus North America in Europe and spiritual concepts got pretty disconnected from what Reiki was in Japan. Cultural understandings and geographical difference sometimes make it difficult to connect to other cultures' history in understanding their lifestyles and spiritualities and, in this result, the topic of Reiki. Many cultures have tapped into universal energy and Reiki is just one way to do it. But when Isui Reiki was formed, it was a form of energy healing that was made for anybody and everybody to learn. There was no need for those who traditionally learned it in Japan when it was first established. They didn't need to be psychic or a religious leader to practice. And this is one of the reasons why it is still so popular now. It's attainable for anybody who can find themselves meeting up with a master and meeting the recommendations for the courses. So when Reiki started to move towards the West, some of the original Japanese concepts and culture that was integrated into it was lost. Maybe if those more Japanese customs weren't removed when it was brought over to Hawaii originally, maybe it wouldn't have been as popular as it has become over the past 50 plus years, since it was brought over by Master Takata prior to World War II. But now we know that that isn't a correct thing to do in modern times. Maybe during World War II and after World War II, it was 
thought to be a good way to keep the practice of Reiki alive and allow it to become more accessible to people around the world. But now we know watering down your culture or someone else's culture to be seen as more acceptable to others, especially when it's not a harmful tradition, isn't a good thing to do. Now we understand that no one should be ashamed or hide or water down their culture for those who are not familiar or might not be comfortable with new things that are different from their own traditions. And one of those concepts that was possibly tweaked to make Reiki more appealing or more accepted in American and other Western countries was the concept that Master Sui was Christian. Um, a statement from an article on Wikipedia about Master Sui says, although there are many stories extant in the United States that Mikheo Sui earned a doctorate of theology at the Theology Seminary of University of Chicago, it is evident for further research that he never attended, let alone received any degree from the University of Chicago. I have personally heard many times people say that Sui was a priest or he was a Christian and he was a priests and then went back to Japan, but I have also heard the opposite. I was actually taught that he was a Christian when I was going through my training, but that never fully sounded right to me and didn't sit right. So I always questioned the accuracy of that, and until more recently, I didn't really dig into it though. I was more focused on the act of Reiki versus the deep dive into Isui's life, but now I know that maybe knowing those concepts can actually make a difference in my practice. But from learning these details, it sounds like the concept of Americans and Europeans or areas that were more predominantly Christian that Isui Reiki was created by a Christian man in Japan goes under the idea that the concept of Reiki and the history was tweaked to make it more comfortable for people of a different culture. But just like I said, it might have been an acceptable reaction at the time because it was normal or expected for those who were foreign to American or Western culture to assimilate to Western traditions. But we know now that no one should feel that they need to tweak or abandon their own culture just to make other people feel comfortable. And knowing this now and thinking about it for a while, it does make me uncomfortable that so many people haven't looked into this. And this possibly false information about a man who was alive in the past century, we should have more accurate details on this as of now, or you would hope so. And even if we do have the actual proof that this old information is no longer seen as accurate, more people should be aware of it. Just like when we discovered some of the information that Margaret Murray about the concept of ancient witch cults and the details that she had was very skewed. So we know now that some of that information that she provided that many people took and ran with to establish modern witchcraft, not all of those bits of information might be 100% correct. And if we can 
move past that and realize that not all that information from her might be a hundred percent, we can learn that or unlearn some of the information that has been skewed when it comes to Reiki. So moving on with the topic and the concept of maybe Isui really wasn't Christian, and I found a snippet on page 82 of Llewellyn's Complete Book of Reiki, and it states that he was actually a Buddhist priest, and his family was descendants of a samurai clan. And it also said that he also studied with a combination of Shinto, Taoism, and shamanistic traditions and information within his practices. And learning this helped me connect the dots of information that I felt I was missing in my own knowledge of Reiki. And it just made so much more sense on what the practices and the traditions was that I feel more connected to it, understanding that it really wasn't Christian influenced like a lot of people are taught and with me really liking history and having a knack for noticing differences or inconsistencies those inconsistencies have actually been bothering me for years and now have really been finding different sources and finding this information I have almost this sense of release because I felt like these pieces were missing and something that bothered me and I didn't know how to go about it because I was taught it from from masters. But if they were taught that information and then that information keeps getting spread or isn't corrected in new sources, it makes it hard in any form of information to get quickly um, updated. And that is also a thing that happens in other witchcraft traditions. It's hard when you're reading older books and if you don't read a lot of books or look at a lot of sources, it's really hard to catch those inconsistencies. So reading or listening to multiple sources is only going to benefit you. So the next thing I want to talk about is a common misconception that a lot of people have when it comes to Reiki. A lot of people assume that chakras are a part of the Reiki system. Chakras are not originally associated with Reiki. Like it doesn't really have an association with Reiki traditionally. People do and have combined the concept of chakras and Reiki together, which there is no issue with. Like people do it and it is possible, but it's not what traditionally was done. The chakra system was originated in India while Reiki was originated in Japan. But like I said, they could totally be used together. They formed from very different spiritual and energetic concepts in just two different cultures. So if you have noticed that some practitioners do focus on chakras and some do not, it's a personal choice of theirs and might depend on what they believe and what you want to get out of the experience of Reiki. So if you are looking into having your chakras cleansed or opened through Reiki treatment, don't assume that all practitioners focus on chakras or will even talk about chakras. They could possibly, probably still help your chakras and possibly unlock them, but it doesn't mean they're going to be doing it intentionally. They might have a very different concept in practice than someone else who does work with chakras and Reiki. The last thing I want to talk about on this topic is the idea of Reiki being spiritual 
and a healing process. So Reiki leads to relaxation, which leads to possible physical and energetic healing, which can lead to spiritual awareness or peace of mind. I personally believe and agree with others that it is hard to remove the spiritual act of Reiki from the practice. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to be attaching religion to it though because there is a difference between spiritualism and religion which I do not want to get into today. And since Reiki was formed in Japan and historically Japan has had a lot of influence from Buddhism, Taoism, Shintoism, and different systems like that, it's pretty ingrained into the history and practice of Reiki itself. So removing those spiritual aspects or replacing it with, say, Christianity, which is completely different culturally from those forms of spiritualism. I don't know if calling them forms of spiritualism uh, because I'm not really, really informed on those topics, but let's just right now lump them into that category, which I said I don't want to do, but I am going to right now just for convenience. But replacing one for another that are very culturally different could possibly affect the results and understanding you have of those practices. And so if you remove those traditional techniques and inspiration out of Reiki, you remove the Shinto you remove the Taoism, you remove the Buddhism aspects out of Reiki, it could possibly affect the strength or your understanding of the practice. But then at that point, like I said, it doesn't even need to be religious. You just need to understand the roots of why Reiki is the way it is and why it does certain things. If you don't understand the process, how are you going to properly know how to use it and connect with it? And with learning this information and practicing one's techniques only makes you become a stronger practitioner and develop your own techniques and skills over time. Just like any skill, Reiki also needs practice. The more you practice, the more flow there is gonna be. The cool thing about Reiki is once you're attuned, you're going to have that flow through you and it's not something that will disappear over time if you don't use it. It just might be a smaller flow if you kind of don't keep up with it. So you don't have to worry about having to get your first and second attunement over and over again because it's been a while since you used it. There's no expiration date. So you don't have to worry about if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Your skills might just have to be dusted off though. And unlike any other form of healing or spiritual practices, Reiki doesn't take years before you can get that flow to work. It's a little bit more simpler than that, at least in my understanding and from my research and my expectations. Um, I'm going to continue to try to learn more traditional facts and techniques that are more traditional in Japanese traditional Reiki. But in general, it's not going to take you years in having to fully memorize and understand the history of Reiki and have to do hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of training to get it to work. When you learn those things, it's only going to make you stronger, but it's not going to take you memorizing years worth of information, just get a small amount of flow. 
you might not feel it the same in the beginning as you do after years because that's just you becoming stronger. But once you're attuned, you're attuned and the flow starts. And with that in mind and learning, Reiki should be able to bring you as a practitioner or those who are getting treatments to kind of hopefully gain some peace of mind and maybe a little bit of healing through these practices over time. And if you reach peace of mind, that could also help you heal possibly naturally. And like I mentioned before, learning about the culture that Reiki comes from is only going to benefit you. And if you understand it, your practice will become better and that will only give those receiving the treatments an even better experience than you would if you didn't have a full understanding of the history and traditions of Reiki and where it came from. Okay, so that's all the information I have on this topic today, but I'm going to go over a little bit of a recap, just in case there is any confusion on my babbling like usual. So since there is a for sure disconnect of possible false information that is continuously being spread by Western Reiki practitioners that was used to make people more comfortable of the idea of Reiki was honestly a thing that was derived by people having a negative perspective on Japanese people after World War II. And in that realm, that is a thing that is kind of a racist thing. So if we can remove that information that was intentionally created to help keep the longevity of Reiki and to keep Reiki alive was once possibly a needed thing to keep it going and spreading around the world, we need to take that time to correct that because if it is false, we don't need that information to continuously being spread. We know very well that cultures deserve to be given the credit due of their traditions and their history, especially when more people from outside of those cultures are interested in certain traditions, and in this case, Reiki. So old information that was created under the perception of protecting Japanese practitioners, we don't need to worry about that anymore because we know that there is nothing to be afraid of of Japanese culture, Japanese people, Japanese traditions, and there's nothing to be fear of of Reiki being traditionally inspired by Japanese traditions. And I do agree with the episode of Inciting a Riot on decolonizing Reiki because we need to move past those old concepts and this information has only continuously being spread because people aren't looking deep enough into that and they're just believing what they're being told and aren't questioning it. We need to start questioning things and remove these old habits that we have once been comfortable with to make us more comfortable because other people's cultures are different than ours. So I do agree with inciting a riot in that episode that we do need to remove those colonization in old racist ways of thinking, even if we don't mean to, and even if you do believe the, or thought to believe that Usui was Christian and discovering that the only reason he was said 
to have been Christian or a priest and went to seminary school was to make it more comfortable for Europeans or Westerners or Americans. We don't need to do that anymore and we really need to start correcting these old habits and old ways of thinking that no longer serve us in a positive way. But with this concept, I am not telling people who are not Japanese descendant, who are European descent, I'm not telling you that you can't practice Reiki. Reiki was intentionally brought to Hawaii, which spread to the rest of the United States, which also spread to the rest of the world intentionally by a Japanese woman. And in that case, I'm not saying do not practice Reiki. I absolutely am saying if you're interested in Reiki, please learn about it. But please do additional research beyond what a master tells you and beyond what I am telling you today. We need to work towards progression and moving away from these old gatekeeping and odd ways that our society has functioned to only protect people and make them more comfortable against other people's cultures and traditions because we don't need to be living like that. We need to be open to learning about other people's histories and cultures because that's only going to benefit us and it's going to benefit those other cultures to not have them feel like they need to hide who they are, hide their culture. We need to start reviving old information and getting rid of unnecessary habits that are only going to continue to destroy things unnecessarily so okay I am going to stop that there because I don't want to start getting into political topics so I hope you guys enjoy this episode I hope you got some good information on it I am going to provide the sources on these topics in the podcast description So if you have any additional sources you would like me to read or you have any questions or you just want to talk about how to get started with Reiki and maybe some ways to find a master around you or if you have questions. I know a a lot of people ask, oh, can you get attunements online? We can have private conversations about that because I have my own opinions on that, but it doesn't mean I am correct in that way of thinking either. So I am very open to have those conversations with you to help you guide and make your own decision that is right for you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I appreciate every, 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 every one of you, every day of every week for supporting me on these episodes and reaching out to me on the social media. So... I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Blessed be.